Thrill Me. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. Welcome to the Hockey Show Podcast, back from our Thanksgiving break because I suck with time. My name is Nick. And I'm John. We got a lot to dive into. There's a lot of things we got to talk about. There's a lot of things we got to know. Very top of the list, Nick, what was it like to see Billy Joel play at Madison Square Garden? Okay, so thank you for that. I didn't know that's where we were going to start uh, since we have so that, much that drama in the NHL. Top, top of my um, list. Top of my list with Billy Joel. I don't know uh, about you. Well, all right. Well, I'm just going to start this by saying that was everything and more than I had dreamed it could be. Uh, I legit, as a Long Island kid growing up, you know, Billy Joel is like just kind of you come out of you, you come out as a child and you're pretty much singing Uptown Girl, New York State of Mind, all of it. You know, it, the stranger, you're like, oh, OK, yeah, I'm moving out, mom, you know. <laughs> I'm going to go work at the Jackson grocery Jackson. store. I'm saving my pennies for someday. Um, but dude, no, seriously, like joking aside, getting to see him at Madison Square Garden was just like the coolest experience because it's New York City and it's a hometown crowd. It's the, you know, we're in the countdown now of single digits for how many shows he has left at the garden for his residency that's been going on for like a decade now. Uh but that was so cool. oh, I didn't know he had a residency once there. a month for like the last twelve years. Uh, outside of the COVID crap, of course, uh, he had been he's been doing the show there. So I, I don't know where the numbers at. I have to look at the photo that I got of the Billy Joel banner uh, that's near the Rangers. Stuff. That's what I was going to ask about. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But dude, uh, Madison Square Garden is just electric to begin with. But what I really want to say right now is that's the first time I've been to Madison Square Garden. Uh, since the current general manager of the New York Rangers was still playing for that team. Oh, That's wow. how long it's been oh, wow. into the garden. Uh, oh, Marion wow. Gabarik scored a goal against the Buffalo Sabres <laughs> at my Ranger oh, game at MSG. God. So over the last, however long it's been, because that it was the last year before the first phase of the renovations that I went to the garden. So I haven't been there since any of the renovations because I've been going to Washington. And then Washington got really good and started charging like a hundred and something dollars for the nosebleed. So I started to go into Carolina where it was like 30 bucks on secondary sites to go to see a game and sit like up against the glass because they were so bad. Uh, but then they got good, which made them expensive. I've been to Detroit to the old Joe Louis Arena to see a Rangers game with you at uh, one of our old other fraternity brothers. Uh, and and uh february and february i joked with you because i was looking at the tickets so we were looking i was always monitoring all the tickets what's the joke um the, the, i don't know if it's going to be a joke actually because uh the governor of my <laughs> state just sent me a check for i guess being a lovely resident or something i don't know people got a tax refund from, from our governor all of a sudden like he just sent people money um so i got a little extra bucks from him but the joke that I had made to you that is somewhat serious because we were I was monitoring Billy Joel, I was monitoring New York Knicks, and I was monitoring the Rangers because you had Billy Joel Wednesday, then Thanksgiving, then the Knicks were playing um, on Friday night, and I was going to be in the city Friday for Wicked. 
Uh, and then Saturday, the Rangers were playing that game against the Bruins, which we'll talk about. Something happened in that game we got to talk about in a little bit. Uh, the Ranger tickets kept going up in price to where it would have been almost $700 for both me and the wife to go see that game. Billy Joel, mind you, cost us no more than $360 combined. And where we sat for that show aren't even seats. They were the added on seats. So we would, if it's a hockey game, we would have been standing in front of the glass on the ice. We wow. were technically on the ice area. Like that's incredible. It was so like, it was so cool that I was like, Oh my God, I've never been here in MSG. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's why we didn't go to the Ranger game. That's why we did Billy Joel instead because it was like, dude, dude, I w- I would have made that decision ten yeah. times. Out of so ten. the joke with you is, I'm probably going to come to Columbus in February because it would have been cheaper. And this was weeks prior. This was like a month prior to what the tickets were day before and day of the Ranger Bruins game. Um, I joked with you, or I was like, it's cheaper for me to buy a round trip ticket out of Norfolk, Virginia fly to Columbus, stay with you for just a night, but fly in day of a Blue Jackets Rangers game, go to the game, and then fly back the next day and make it to work. And it'll be cheaper than MSG. The entire thing, just for one ticket to have gotten into MSG. That would have been four. <laughs> I would have had to buy a second ticket. That just would have been for one ticket to get into MSG. I could, I, I could wow. buy a round-trip ticket from Norfolk to Columbus, go to a hockey game, and honest to God, because I wouldn't have to pay for a place to stay, thankfully, because I have a friend that lives there. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just, it still probably would have been cheaper even to pay for my own drink and food along the way. Like, it, it is asinine yeah. that there are, that they cost that much to go to a sporting event. It is asinine. And I would imagine it probably isn't $700 for every Saturday Rangers no. game, but when, they, but you know, a ton of people had family in town were trying to go. Holiday to weekend, so original probably, six, ended up being a battle for yeah. uh, best points percentage in the league. Uh, you know, so there was a lot of things yeah. that started going against me on that, as opposed to um, the Rangers coming to Columbus to take on a Blue Jackets team that's pretty much battling for draft lottery this year again. Uh, you know, cause Johnny Goudreau went there to make things better instead of, uh, and wanted to be home close to uh Jersey, but <laughs> went to Columbus. How do you add Johnny Goudreau and get worse? <laughs> I don't know. Columbus. It's, 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 <laughs> I, I'm sorry to the one Blue Jackets fan that listens. Like it's maybe it's the canon. We have some people that listen. <laughs> um, okay. So but yeah, but we weren't going to like, no, go. What were you... I was going to say, this wasn't on our list, but I know I had it as something to potentially talk about this week. Like how has that, like the sharks teams like that, like we knew we're going to be bad. We're actively trying to be bad. The blue jackets were trying wow. to be bad. How has this happened? Uh, I, again, I think it's really just kind of Columbus. I think there's a lot of things wrong there. I, you know, they tried to share up the blue line, but they, I, I don't, I, I, it's, it's goaltending. Isn't that great there? The coach situation, you know, maybe if the previous coach didn't want to look at everybody's phone and see what type of man they were, Maybe you'd have a better situation. You got kind of thrown into a weird, like, right as the season started. I mean, hell, actually, I should say before the season even started, 
as you're gearing up to kind of start like ramping up for the season, you're going through an entire change. So everything just switched on the dime. I think that's what happened there. Um, I've said it before. Uh, well, I've said it last year on the show. I want Columbus to work. I want these markets to work. I hate the fact that Columbus has had such a tough go of it since they came into the league and we're in weird time zones, weird start times. And then kind of all of that, like the same thing with Detroit where it's like really weird jumbled, like it's tough to build a fan base. And then the struggle of never winning a first round series until you knock off the lightning in fake year, but you knock off the lightning. Uh, Yeah. Like Ryan Lambert said, the winning that, series was the worst thing to happen Mm -hmm. to the blue jackets and and at first i'm like no you don't know what you're talking about that doesn't make any sense but the more i thought about it i was like oh man he might actually yeah yeah so i think that's what happened there but circling back to msg and billy joel for a second oh billy's billy played from 8 20 to like 11 o'clock so he went for almost three hours man uh any opener? No opener. Just right into Billy. Just wow. Billy came out. The times that he did breaks, it was like he was still sitting at the piano engaging, but every single member of his band got a moment. So like his guitar player got to sing some Zeppelin uh, and play like good times, bad oh, cool. times. Uh, everybody kind of got a moment to do a thing. The bass player did uh, Lion Sleeps Tonight. So it was kind of like they added oh, like some cool. medleys of other people's tunes. Uh, it was funny to watch Billy Joel, though, sing Start Me Up and dance around like Mick Jagger because he was like, I'm no Mick Jagger. And then they <laughs> they did the boom, boom, boom. And he was like, really? And then they kept going and he was like, well, if you stop me up. <laughs> and then started kind of like dancing around. And I was like, oh, look at like 70-year-old Billy Joel trying so hard to be Mick Jagger. But 80-year-old Mick Jagger looks so That's much better funny. than that moving around on stage. Um, but yeah, awesome time. And the garden, dude, the renovations at the garden, having not been there, I, I'm kind of peeved. I didn't get to see a Ranger game there. Cause it's just the atmosphere there for Billy Joel reminded me of the atmosphere of Knicks and Rangers games where there's that pulse of the garden that's going on the entire time. But dude, though, like what they did on the inside now, like in the concourse area, when you're out there. They've got, I, I took, uh-huh. I took a photo of it. I don't know if you saw it, but they have like moments of MSG history up now. So they had like the photo of the banner raising in 95 after the lockout in January of like the Rangers raised their Stanley cup banner. Uh, Richter named the all-star MVP at the garden in 94. Uh, Hulk Hogan defeats the iron Sheik to begin Hulkamania like on this date at the garden. And then they have, like in Washington with the uh, Capitals, like how they have those, um, like, oh God, what am I, I'm trying to think of uh, what it actually is, but where they have their memorabilia, there we go, where they have their memorabilia out. Oh, okay, yeah. They have the same thing there. So like there was block boxing gloves from uh, Ali Frazier at the Garden. Uh, there oh, was uh, Patrick Ewing's uh, practice jersey was hanging up with a bust of him doing the V that he did in the, uh, I forgot, I want to say it was 94, uh, but the playoff three-point play that he made against the Celtics and he put up a big V. Um, Might have been 91, actually. Uh, Either way, but like they had those moments. They had Ranger stuff up as well. So I was like, cool. Like, because going to the old Joe, 
you had monuments mm-hmm. in there, baby. You had that. That yeah. memorabilia was all there. So it was really like, I was like, it's good that the Rangers finally and the Knicks and the New York team leaned into their history that they're oh so proud to talk about, but never had on display. Yeah, that, that's that's cool that they're able to put that up there because that was something that really stood out to me for Little Caesars mm-hmm. Arena was uh, they have like memorabilia from like wrestling shows that were at the Joe or like cool. Piston stuff and Red Wing stuff. That's just kind of like its own little mini museum yeah. almost as as part of the concourse. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a nice touch. And they brought over all the monuments and statues and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta uh, yeah. get to I gotta get to a game there. Hell, it would probably be uh, I don't know, Detroit's getting good again, but it would probably be cheaper still right now. <laughs> but yeah, that that's my that was my takeaway from that trip back home for the holidays is um Hockey games are really freaking expensive in New York. And I should have looked at the Islanders. I didn't even think to look. Uh, a past USB arena, actually, on the way leaving. Uh, <laughs> well, well, no, no, no. Because, what? okay, so some props to the Islanders on this. The Long Island Railroad has a stop for USB on the Trend of Penn Station. So when we were going in for Billy nice. Joel, uh, Hannah was busting my chops when we were at the Ronkonkoma Station because here come all these Islander fans in their Barzell jerseys and all of their stuff. And they got their beers and stuff. And I've got my bag beer ready to go for the train. And they've just walking out. There was some chick that walked up with a six pack of Michelob Ultra already missing a bottle, no bag for her beers. And I was like, okay, she's going to have fun tonight. But props (laughs) to them because they said that they wanted to add the train stop to help the Long Island crowd get to the games. But when I was, but when we drove and we were leaving and coming back to Virginia, uh, we went the Verrazano Bridge, so we went through Staten Island, which means uh, we had to pass Belmont, and we drove right past USB Arena, and it is gorgeous, dude. It was gorgeous. Nice. Uh, like, Hannah had to deal with me for, like, the next 20 minutes just being like, way to go. Way to go. I'm very happy because... Because, again, I wanted to be known. I, I know some Islander fans listen, but I wanted to be known... I was one of the fighters of, I don't want the Islanders to leave. I, you need the Islanders on Long Island. Can confirm. I always back that. I love that. I love it when they fail as a Rangers fan. I love it when they fail, but, but we didn't necessarily love Barclays arena. Yeah, it was that, that I didn't want. I didn't want the mausoleum again. I didn't, you know, the Coliseum had its day. It's a mausoleum for a reason now. But USB, dude, that arena looked so good from the outside. And it is right off the highway. So it is very easy nice. to get to that arena if you want to drive to a game on the island. I'm sure we won't hear anyone having anything to say about New York traffic. Speaking of things that happen in New York. <laughs> Nick, do you want you want to tell us about a captain of a certain new york hockey oh you want to jump we can start with him yeah we can start there <laughs> yeah let's start with Steve, it's, it, i mean we've got so much yeah we've got so much to talk about this week uh we'll talk Corey perry in a moment patrick kane all that stuff the minnesota wild are on the agenda this week but yeah let's start with i guess uh the truba situation since you brought it up uh ranger captain jacob truba find five thousand dollars which is the maximum allowed under the NHL's collective bargaining agreement for a high-sticking infraction against Bruins forward Trent Frederick. Uh, 
Truba addressed this. I do want to say Truba addressed this the other day. Uh, said he's taken the fine, obviously, wants to move on, but did say he has to be better, that he didn't have control of his stick, and his job as a hockey player is to always have control of your stick. Uh, but before I really get into my thoughts on this, I'm curious what your thought was after you saw the play. Uh, it, it, I'm... I liked what Truba had to say about it in the sense that you always like to see someone take responsibility for something, say, Hey, I screwed up. I have to mm -hmm. do better. Um, are you familiar with multiverse theory, Nick, where there's multiple different universes with an infinite number of possibilities? I mean, to uh, I've seen Avengers Endgame. I've been, I've been watching the phase four Marvel stuff. So yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't yeah. finished Loki season uh, two yet, I, but I know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I bring it up because the according to that theory, there's an infinite number of different universes with an infinite number of different possibilities. There's a universe where I'm the Rangers fan and you're the Red Wings fan. There's a universe where I live in Virginia and you live in Vancouver. Like there's all sorts of infinite possibilities. Uh, there are precisely zero universes where Truba didn't do that on purpose. Oh, you think that was on purpose? Absolutely. <laughs> Um, okay. I actually don't think it was on purpose. I do. It wasn't an I, accident. I do think it was an accident. I think it was two guys that started jostling. I've seen two different versions of the clip. I did see the one where he does have control where, where, uh, Frederick has his hand on the stick. And I think that's where it comes into play. I think at that point, Truba is doing more of a swing to get the hand off and swings forward and catches them and kind of does a oops. I don't think it was, I don't think it was as intentional as say following a player around the ice and then taking a baseball swing at his head because he didn't, because okay. the way that his hands were on the stick was he was still just holding his stick. He didn't, you know, put two hands together and take it. Yeah. He, he didn't, he didn't, you know, choke yes, up and lean yes. into it. Yeah. So, but yeah, but I think uh, he went for a slash I, and caught him in the head. I don't think he wanted the head though. I yeah. think he wanted the body. Okay. So okay. I think okay. it was okay. I think there so, was so intent, but not that yeah. intent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I'm there was the Homer here. That, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To me it looked like he very intentionally went to hit him there, but you know, like we we all get a little worked up on the ice. I and I have a lot of time for someone when they admit yeah. they screwed up, yeah. you know? So, so for Trooper to be like, oh yeah, I absolutely deserve this fine. Like, it's hard to be mad at him. It's hard to be happy with the idea that an attempted decapitation gets a $5,000 fine, but uh, that's, that's not, you know, necessarily on Jacob Truba or any of, of them really because the because the entire problem for that comes down to collective bargaining agreement the players have no reason to allow their fines to get higher and i don't think it makes that much of the the difference to the nhl except as a potential bargaining chip in a labor yeah. negotiation so i don't see this changing necessarily as far as the maximum five thousand dollar fine for it i thought it should have been a suspension for sure uh, I was it. I was really skeptical when something happened to the Red Wings that we'll get to. And I kind of said, well, they just gave $5,000 for Jacob Truba, so I don't think anything's going to happen here. 
so it kind of has a knock-on effect what you think of the department of player safety when you see stuff like that but i i okay so i do agree with you that i was surprised there wasn't a suspension because so i uh i was listening to the game as far as i could on the way back because we had left on saturday early so Mm -hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I lost the game before this happened. I lost the game like pretty early on in the gotcha. second period. It was still three three when I when yeah. I started getting the uh, 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 and I was like, I can't do it. I you know I want to stick with this. I'm hoping I can get it, but I can't. Uh, I'm too close to Philly now. I'm getting Philly sports team. Like I, I don't want to <laughs> listen to a Flyers game. Um. So when I did see it, the first thing I thought was I, I rewatched them multiple times. Cause I was like, why did he do that? And then I was like, Oh, maybe he didn't intentionally do that. Maybe it was kind of a, and I started breaking it down, but in my head, I felt he was getting, since there was no penalty called on it, I was like, he's getting maximum five games for this. He's getting a suspension. Something is coming. He's getting five. He'll protest it. It'll get knocked down to like two. So he's going to yeah. miss two games okay, he's going to miss the Sabres game, which ended up being a trap game for the Rangers. So that's fine. It wouldn't have mattered, but he's going to miss the Red Wings game. Oh no, that's a big one now. Um, I was very shocked that it was only a fine. I really was. I do want to say though, I don't know if you saw um, Ken Campbell on X. Um Oh, no, he, no, I did not. he proceeded to claim that Truba deserved a 25 game suspension, if not uh, more for what he did uh, and just kind of kept going off and then proceeded to do that. I wonder if Ranger fans still feel that Peros and player safety isn't good and blah, 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 blah. Cause you know, there's, there's what I, I, I have, I just went to Google. It. I have that tweet. Oh, from yeah. now. I wonder if you, I wonder if the New York Rangers still believe George, the violent gentleman yeah. Peros, is still, quote, unfit to continue his current role now that their captain's been fined $5,000 taking a baseball swing slash at an opponent's head. He should have received 25 yeah. games. Uh, well, one, Ken, because I have a reason. It doesn't need to be either. And this is, yeah. Yes. And well, this is my thing. Ken Campbell, who I know is not going to hear this, but F him. I hope one of you cuts it and sends it to him. That was not 25 game suspension work. There's no injury to that. There was no I, player I, that had to leave the ice because of that. It was a missed call. It should have been a game misconduct in the game. It should have been a five-minute major. And then the fine would be, okay, fine. The fact that there was no suspension, I'll agree. That's egregious. But that also proves that he is not fit to be the fucking head of this. Because there should have been a suspension. <laughs> so, yes, as a yeah, Ranger it, fan, he is still unfit. Yeah, like, like I, 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 yeah, I'm hesitant to roast George Peros too much because going through our lifetimes, I think we only liked one person that in the Department of Player Safety role, and it was Brendan Shanahan, and even then, we didn't always yeah. like him. But I so, like Shanahan in that uh, <laughs> yeah, like it was, it was a hard job, and. Uh, yeah, the violent gentleman thing is something I have a problem with as well. Uh, but yeah, there's that you, you can look at that and say, oh yeah, that should have been more than that was without it being 25 games. And, And 
And even if it was going to be 25 games, you have to have an in-person hearing or be offered an in-person hearing, at least for anything over five or six, I want to say. So there will have been a lot more opportunity for him to tell his side of the story with it and kind of take it from there. But like I said, the fact that he just straight up says is like, yeah, like I that was dumb of me. I need to do better at that. It's like, all right, you, you can't. It's hard to get worked up yeah, over it at it that is, point. It is. So it's funny that that is the first tweet that you saw, though, because, yeah, that the minute I saw that, I, I've been getting riled up on things I see on social media a lot lately. That was one of the ones that got me to a level of where I was like, oh, I'm actually ready to respond to this guy and go off <laughs> on Campbell right now. Like, because if anything, it proved, again, that this might not be the best guy for the job. He let a guy get away with that and didn't hand out a suspension. Uh, and like you mentioned, he did end up handing out a suspension. Let me see where it is. Ryan Hartman got a two-game suspension for slew-footing Alex Debrinkin. Yeah, given, given the situation, I was surprised. Yeah, by that. which, you know, I mean, both of them are dangerous. Both of them impact the head. Both of them are those types of plays. So again, like I said, I thought Truba was going to get a five-game suspension appeal and it would be two you see hartman got two for slew footing i do have an issue with slew footing because as i've seen with pk suban plenty of times it injures players and it is very very dangerous yeah. and it's a very sneaky play it's a lot sneakier than hitting somebody in the head with a stick like that can be seen a slew foot can you can get away with trying to end somebody's career with that yeah, and prior to this, Ryan Hartman had been fined for slew footing or tripping twice. Uh, he's been fined six times altogether, so this certainly isn't his first rodeo yeah. in this situation. But yeah, like it's it's not something that I saw. Uh, like I don't think there was a penalty on it. I no, know there that was. It was Moritz Snyder. Moritz Snyder attempted to police it himself. Uh, in a sense, it kind of went after Hartman later in the game, but it didn't quite get to the point of dropping the gloves. Uh, but yeah, part part of you wants wants to give Hartman a little bit of leniency, just given that they'd lost like seven in a row at that point. So things not going great for the no, Wild. No, they're not. Um, and you know what? Why don't we just stick with the Wild for for this? Cause... I feel like that's yeah, a good way to do it. Because they're not going good. As you mentioned, you know, the two-game suspension, but this team is just in a downfall right now. They've lost 13 of their past 16 games, and that means that not only did they lose Hartman for the two-game suspension, but they've decided to fire their coach, Dean Evison. Uh, he's out as they continue to nosedive. So is the assistant, Bob Woods, uh, who was more of like the defensive coach for them. Uh, yeah. And now we know that John Hines, former Devils and Predators coach, is taking over because he knows Bill Guerin. That's that's essentially why. This yeah. is, this well, is the most well, he also knows race pick ever. <laughs> he also knows race. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but yeah that that was that was something that got pointed out a lot is that there's you know potentially much better coaching available uh doesn't necessarily mean they were able to get it though yeah. you know if i had just been say fired from the edmonton <laughs> oilers and i need and you know 
I don't want to develop the reputation of being a loser coach. And I turn around, I see this Minnesota wild team. I'm not necessarily diving in with both feet, right? No, no, I'm not, I'm not, but I did find, but that was, that was the first thing I thought was you're going to tell me John Hines is the best coach for this position that this is the best guy. Like, okay, I get it. I guess, I mean, I guess he's a defensive minded coach and for years, Minnesota's game has been strong defense while guys like um, Kirill Kaprizov lead the offense. Kaprizov has been crap this year. So with Matt Boldy, they've been pretty bad offensively. And without them driving the offense, it falls on the defense, but the defense has been atrocious as well this year, which is why Woods got dismissed along with Everson. But I just don't buy John Hines being the guy to turn it around because as I was just say, as I was just pointing out, there are a lot more problems going on than just the coaching and the defense right now. It is a lot of things going wrong in Minnesota. And and similar to Edmonton, they can't get a save. Mm-hmm. The, the Philip Gustafson has an 881 save percentage, and he's the good one mm-hmm. of the two. Flurry has an 875. Yeah. Like it, he's it. Similar. There's so many similarities that you see there in Edmonton with it, especially just the fact that on paper the team should be a lot better. Their goaltending is not doing them any favors. It's the old adage to it. It's goaltending 70% of the game, unless you don't have it, in which case it becomes 100% of the game. Like they don't need players to go in there and seal the game and stand on their head every night. But if they had league average goaltending, then they would be nowhere near this kind of a situation. Yeah, what? I think that I think they have less wins now than the San Jose Sharks, right? uh, Less regulation regulation wins. wins. Yes. Uh, and it's it's happened to them all season. They gave up seven goals to Toronto. They gave up seven to the Kings. They gave up six to the Flyers. They gave up eight to Dallas. Like, yeah, it's so you were you're probably gonna end up losing that game anyway if you're in that position. But to not even have it be close on that aspect is really really troubling. And I don't know that changing the head coach is gonna fix that, but. I don't, uh, you know, with the way a lot of these player deals work, I don't know that there was a lot else that the Wild could do. And Arizona is currently two games up on them, so they clearly had to do something. Yeah, I I mean, I you know, the coach is always going to be the one to take the fall right away. Uh, It's always going to be that if you have to make a change right now to try and kickstart the team, the coach is unfortunately going to be the one, whether it's right or wrong. I, you know... Sure, Dean Evanson might have, you know, lasted longer than he should have, outstayed his expiration date there. Uh, sure, you could put the blame on him. But I think that with Kaprizov and Boldy not doing what they need to do offensively and the defense failing, it's showing that the depth of this team is not where they thought it was. This is a team that felt they were contenders and right now is showing they're not and is struggling uh, and and – it doesn't help with all that dead cap space on the books as well, because they're not overcoming that well, right now with with the fact that they don't really have that right. Habit. But they've been they've been competitive with that dead they cap have. space before, though they they weren't cup contenders with it, but they they haven't been one to let it be an excuse. No, no. 
But do I you think, think it finally like, caught up to them? Because when you've got guys, and, uh, as much as I love, like Matt Zuccarello, but you've got guys uh, that are now, you know, this is what they're, they're all two years older now with this dead cap still there. Yeah. So this is, it's like what we say with teams like the Islanders, you know, you know, not to circle them into this, but those teams that are just, or the, the capitals, they're, they're older teams. Eventually, it starts to catch up to you. And as the season progresses, all the yeah, time's it is. It is. Luna, I'm 36, and we're going to talk about a 36-year-old here in a minute. And I was having some, just because it was cold today, my hip was hurting. So, like, <laughs> I can't imagine being a 36, 37-year-old hockey player or a 38-year-old goalie trying to play like I'm still in my late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, and... And as you pointed out for it, they've had a number of things that haven't worked out great. Marco Rossi being part of it, that's supposed to be like a top tier prospect that is looking a lot closer to being an Eli Tolvanen than he is an Elias Pettersson. didn't Pedersen, they lock him say. up for, they locked him up for some money, right? Isn't he kind of? I I think they did. I mean, I, I felt like the that was halfway decent. Uh, for them as far as like strategically to do but no he who am i thinking of marco rossi is uh is on the second year of a three okay okay so then no no no, that's not who who am i thinking that i thought they locked up one of their younger players that could have been on a restricted free agent contract that Maybe I'm, I might be. Now this is bothering me. Yeah, this is bothering me now that I threw something out there that I'm not 100% on now. Now that really bugs me because I could have sworn it was that they were having that issue. It may have been Joel Erickson Eck or Matthew Boldy. I, I, Boldy. Matthew Boldy's 22. So that's, that was that's who I'm thinking, yeah. Boldy. Yeah. Uh, but for, but for, for what they have there, like I don't know what you can afford to move there to try to bring in better goaltending or how you can change the defensive structure to get more about out of what you've already got. I mean, you're, you're big, uh, you know, acquisitions for defense up to this point have been Alex Goligoski, John Merrill, who's 31. And they just brought in Zach Bogosian who played with Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so the Atlanta still had so, a hockey yeah, team. What, what, <laughs> Yeah, when when you bring in one of the, you know, former Atlanta Thrashers still left yeah. in the league, you know, you might be scraping the bottom of the yeah. there. Uh as much as I like Zach Bogosian in that sense. So, yeah, I don't know what else you would be able to do to try to fix anything with this. You might just have to lean into it, get the benefit from the draft here and hopefully surround uh Kirill with some better talent in the next couple of years. Yeah, I think that's where they, I think that might be where they are. Like, I don't, because at this point now we're beyond, you know, we're beyond Thanksgiving where they say, if you're in the playoffs at Thanksgiving, it's, it's over 70%. You're going to make the playoffs. It, bad teams have turned it around and gotten into the playoffs post Thanksgiving when sitting on the outside. But when you're starting to, when you considered yourself, not just a playoff contender, but a cup contender, and you are now competing with the San Jose Sharks and you're one of the worst three teams in the league, it's, mm, it's, it, that's not a good situation. And as you saying, there's no, there's no easy fix here. There's no Bill Guerin can just get on the phone with somebody and make a trade happen and make it work cap wise. 
they're in a tough spot. Like this is the team. This is what you got. And right now this season, it is not clicking. It's not working. Maybe John Hines comes in and turns it around, but I have zero faith that the guy that <laughs> many people looked at as the reason Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer weren't becoming the players that they were. Uh, and then all of a sudden Jack Hughes, the first year after Hines is gone and they bring in Lindy Ruff, uh, all of a sudden he becomes the best player, one of the best players in the world. Like, so I don't think John Hines is the guy that's going to all of a sudden crack the offense for them and get Caprice off and Boldy going. Let me ask you this. Okay. And, and you know who they have down? Of, couldn't get rid of him quicker as well. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, you know who they have down in Iowa right now? Their <laughs> AHL team? Jesper Walstead. Remember Jesper Walstead? being drafted in the first round which you never see happen with a goaltender since like carry price not saying he's quite on the carry price level but he's up there um yeah i don't i would be hesitant to do something like this but i think you have to consider bringing him up and giving him a shot he has a 928 save percentage in the ahl right now and it it's difficult to imagine he would be worse than what you have right now, but you are really rolling the dice messing with a goalie's confidence like that. If you bring him into the NHL and he gets absolutely. Well, shot. I mean, just, look I, at I would maybe, yeah, I would maybe bring him up to play against like San Jose, Chicago, <laughs> that kind of the thing. teams you're playing, playing against for that number one pick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's not going to be. I'm sorry, Minnesota fans. I'm sorry, Wild fans. It's not going to be fun. I'm curious to see what Bill Guerin does do as the season progresses, because uh, there are some guys there that you know. I, I don't know. I didn't look at cap friendly, so I don't know how many people are on the, their final year of their deals and stuff like that. But I know like Zuccarello re-signed a two-year deal. But anybody that's mm -hmm. on a two-year deal is kind of movable. It's when you're on like three, four plus years or you see that red arrow that it's like they ain't moving um yeah uh they only have two red arrow deals yeah, that's and that's bad. better than most teams uh matthew boldy's one of them joel erickson x okay. the other one uh other than that everything else has potential uh the person i would really have an eye on is jake middleton he's a very good stay at home that's type of so defenseman cool. Uh, he has two years Ooh, left not. at two, four, five. Uh, yeah, that's, so that I is could, doable for could, any team at the deadline this year. Yeah, I that would be something I have my eye on if I were calling him up here recently. Uh, or you know, if you want to be the last bastion of Mark Andre Fleury, he is in the last year of his deal. This is probably I, I did I okay yeah that that makes sense. Uh, I was like I know. I, I, I couldn't remember where Flurry's contract was, but I could see him being moved just on the basis of, you know, a team might, playoff contender might just want that backup goalie or want somebody, hey, well, you know, who knows? Maybe the Devils. <laughs> they're they're, yeah. they're in desperate need of uh, right <laughs> Why not take on Flurry? They, they, they just need something. They need something. They need right something. Uh, I don't uh, even have them on right now. They're playing the Islanders as we record this. So that's, that's definitely an interesting yeah, it, it, game right there because those are two teams that are trying to get their seasons going. And the Islanders have been playing better, not to totally crap on the Islanders. 
which I've been accused of in the yeah. past, even though I try to be very friendly to them. But I, it's just, it's, it's hard to be friendly to a team being constructed by an 80 year old guy that still thinks it's the eighties. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. They, the, <laughs> yeah. The, the devil's getting Nick, Nico Heischer back here, I think is really going to help them. Uh, kind of similar to you saw Tampa Bay got Andre Vasilevsky yeah, yeah, back, he's back as well. So I, so I would kind of expect both of them to kind of get back to what we expected out of them. This yeah. Year. Um, stick with Flurry though for a second. Uh, just to wrap up with the Wild. Uh, I do want to give uh Flower props. He pretty much uh called Gary Bettman's bluff uh this past week. So if you didn't see what happened, folks. Marc-Andre Fleury justified the NHL's rules on uh, the crap that they passed before the season of nobody can express anything anymore because, every, you know, we take all the fun out of the league. It's Native American Heritage Night. Marc-Andre Fleury's wife is a registered member of a tribe in Canada. So he had an awesome custom-designed mask for the game, but the NHL, under their new rules said no you can't wear that mask uh flurry said yeah you think so watch what happens wore the mask during the game and the nhl's response was we're not going to do anything about it <laughs> and and it wasn't just the you know blanket ban that they put out earlier this year supposedly uh i haven't read this a ton of places but supposedly the nhl did specifically tell him he'd face a fine for doing yeah yeah they threatened to him. Which, they threatened him first yeah to which i'm i don't know who would have passed around the hat to pay that faster <laughs> the minnesota wild team or their fans i would have i would have uh, kicked in on a GoFundMe on that this is one of your best goalies what have you yeah this is a hall of fame goalie right here i don't i've only i've i have seen some people online try and crap on flurry and listen I'm a Rangers fan. All right. I got, I got to watch this guy torment me with on the Penguins for years. I, you know, I love when playoff flurry shows up. It's fun to, it's, it was fun to go. Ha ha ha. Look at that guy gave up seven goals on eight shots. Uh, he looks like Rick DiPietro out there. Insert whatever bad goalie you want to bring up from the past, but this is a hall of fame goalie. This is a guy that's loved by the league. And at this point of his career, if you're hating on him, take a look in the mirror. There's something wrong with you. Uh, yeah. So for the league to threaten him, mm -mm, I would have lined up to pay that guy's fine. I don't even make that much money. I know I threw out how much I paid for Billy Joel, but trust me, I'm going to be paying for that for until <laughs> 2024. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's also worth mentioning. It hasn't gotten nearly as much traction for it. Cause I don't think he got threatened individually, but Sergei Bobrovsky was told he can't wear a hockey fights cancer mask for a game. And he did it anyway. Uh, and, and it's been, it's been an ongoing thing. You know, it's a lot easier for goalies to be expressive than it is the rest of the, the, you know, skaters cause of their equipment, but like Robin Leonard couldn't put, or not Robin Leonard, Logan Thompson couldn't put a cancer ribbon on mm -hmm. his mask. So like, it's just this, I, I thought that after Travis Dermott wearing the pride tape for a game, this would just kind of go away. It's like, all right, the point has been made, but if they're threatening future Hall of Fame goalies, it clearly isn't. So the NHL's got to come up with a solution for this at well, some point. And I still think the best move is that thing like they do in the 
NFL or NBA where they just have a designated set of games that everyone's encouraged to wear some sort of cause for and just go from there. Yeah, that that would be the easiest way to fix the situation, but it's the NHL. It's 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 a no fun league, all right? Gary yeah. Bettman doesn't Gary Bettman does not like fun. All right. We do not like fun in our league. It is not a league where you express yourself. You should just sit there. Be grateful that I allow you to play in this league. Uh, I love the fact that they're there. I feel like I would end up on some, I feel like I would end up on some sort of hate list if I did that voice for stereotyping, but you, I do get a pass. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Heritage. Uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, if you haven't seen the mask, by all means, Google it. Like like goalie masks always yeah. look cool, but this is pretty. I love I love this mask, but I do love that I love that the players are calling the bluff of the league, and it but and it embarrasses the league. And I know we're doing a show about hockey, but I love the fact that the players are embarrassing Gary Bettman in the NHL right now because this policy was crap to begin with. We all call we all said, "What are you doing? Why are you doing this? What's the point? Are you really going to punish players if they express themselves?" If they wear, if they use pride tape, are you really going to find somebody for it, that? Because guess what, the PR is going to be worse than it is now. And and out of the in the same breath, they'll tell you that they encourage players to express themselves because that brings a lot of good publicity and very positive attention to the league that they would like to have. I'm pretty sure Mark Andre Fleury doing this and a reason he didn't get a fine for it is because that he brought a lot of good attention to this and and raised a ton of money having the mask auctioned off for this cause. Now, if someone goes out there, I like Ryan Lambert threw out the idea of like someone wearing like a Chinese flag on their mask or something like that, that might cause like an issue. Or I I would think even if you had like a free Tibet (laughs) phrase or something like that on your mask, that might actually incur a fine, but yeah, well, let's, but, but, that, but those are, I don't want to say those are different because, uh, you know, Tibet. Aside from being an absurd hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. But like, yes, if somebody all of a sudden decides they're going to put an ISIS flag on their equipment. Yeah, that's, that's an issue. That's obviously an issue. Yeah. Like if you're just intending to try and like nobody's, the people that are upset over rainbow tape, I don't even want to get into that. We, we, into yeah, that. we've we've done but, that to death. <laughs> but anybody that's upset over somebody wearing a mask to honor their wife and their heritage, did and it, it, come on, come on, like really, this is what this is the hill that Gary Bettman and the NHL want to die on. Like this is where the league the wants to draw hill. its line. Like, oh, how dare we? How dare you support your wife? Mm, mm, doesn't help doesn't help especially as well where we didn't talk about it. i know we didn't write it down where, where you're in a league with milan lucci i we didn't we didn't write it down because it happened last week uh it was going to be on last week's show when I, until i was like hey i suck at time management because i have add don't we, all? <laughs> don't we yeah <laughs> uh so yeah it doesn't it doesn't help your cause. Like, I don't know that. I know that's a kind of an extreme hypothetical as well, where you're like, well, he didn't support his wife. And then you got a guy to beat the crap out of his wife. Um, 
Yeah, but yeah, not to gloss over it, uh, Bruins veteran Milan Lucic is facing assault and battery on family member charges. Happy Thanksgiving! Uh, I mean, nothing says the holidays more than family domestic violence, right? I mean, we all want to commit domestic violence around the holidays. You're not allowed to actually do it. Okay, that was John being very sarcastic. I want that noted. Okay, I want that noted for the record. <laughs> That's sarcasm, folks. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, he did enter the player assistance program. Hopefully he's getting the help that he needs. Uh, he is away from the team, uh, probably suspended indefinitely for something like this. He has pleaded not guilty at his arraignment. And uh, hopefully his family's okay yeah. in all this as which, well. Which reminds me, how, probably did, how, did, your, how did your family but, Thanksgiving go? Didn't you guys host <laughs> Uh, no, not okay. this year. We drove up to Michigan. It was very uneventful. Okay. Uh, okay. Good, 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 good. There was no Milan Lucci moment. Good. Uh, yeah, that, that situation though, uh, that's a, that's not a good one. Uh, obviously. I God, I hope no one listens to this podcast. That was a dumb thing to be saying. A few people do. That's why I, that's why I noted it. That's why I noted <laughs> the joke, folks. Okay. But hey, but hey, if someone does. If someone does, I'll Jacob Truman. Oh. I'll own it. I'll say it was bad. I- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was not a good situation. The uh, the Lucci one. Uh, I guess we're gonna have to wait to see what really unfolds with that as more comes out on that. But that when that news broke, it was just sucked. It sucked. It sucked not yeah. because I like the guy or anything like that, but because you don't want to hear that type of story. You just don't. It sucked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, d- despite us seeming to have like a quota we have to fill for depressing stories. Well, hockey. speaking of depressing uh, <laughs> stories in hockey, uh, and what the hell happened? Chicago, <laughs> let's go to Chicago. <laughs> uh, let's go to the thing let's that go. I that that originally was at the top of our show list. But man, like I said, it was it's been a crazy past few days uh, in news. And early on, or not early on Tuesday, I guess late Tuesday afternoon, uh, we found out Chicago's placed Corey Perry on waivers and intend to terminate his contract after determining he engaged in, quote, unacceptable conduct. Uh, That was according to the team as they did an internal investigation into his conduct, did not provide any additional details. But over the weekend, GM Kyle Davidson said that Perry would be away from the team for the foreseeable future, specified the forwards continued absence was Chicago's decision rather than Perry's. Perry's agent, Pat Morris, said that Corey stepped away to attend to personal matters. All I got to say is if you are getting waived with the intent to be let go of your contract in Chicago, what the hell did you do? Yeah, because uh, he may have murdered someone. I don't think we can rule it If Chicago's uh, releasing you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, and so uh, some of the words, I, I won't read you like Kyle Davidson's entire uh, statement, not to be confused with Pete Davidson like I did before <laughs> we started recording. You were watching uh, Get Murdered too earlier. Pete That's Davidson. what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, the word, some of the words that used to describe, uh, whatever it is he did was unacceptable, uh, disturbing, uh, it violated policies that are quote intended to promote professional and safe work environments. 
uh, he was asked if this was a criminal matter or could become a criminal matter. Uh, he didn't really say yes or no on that. Uh, but yeah, so, th so there's, uh, but remember when I told you that lawsuit coming out could be a really big opportunity for the Blackhawks to yes. prove that they have changed and prove that they have done something different. Um, got the guy away from the team. They're taking steps to terminate his contract. Obviously we are wildly speculating here, uh, but if he did something kind of similar to uh, that sort of assault situation that they've been in the news for, this is a Blackhawks demonstrating that they're doing things. Different. I, I didn't even think about that. How you mentioned that. Yeah. There, there's a moment here for Chicago to take those steps forward and show that they have changed. Uh, but it does, it does because, and yes, this is all going to be speculation. And I've seen the speculation of what had happened uh, and people doing the, it's essentially the Charlie from uh, the, the meme from it's always sunny of, Charlie screaming do, at the do you want, at the at the, at the, at the board. Do you want to say what the rumor was on Twitter? Because <laughs> I don't know that I. <laughs> so the rumor on Twitter that I actually am one hundred percent behind, unfounded, unsubstantiated, and, and members of the Chicago media have said this did not happen. But you know, the media tends to sometimes cover some things up and lie sometimes, or you know, gloss over certain things. But the rumors on wine uh so the mothers were traveling with the team coming on out how they do the uh, mothers and the fathers and they the teams welcome them out and they go on road trips uh the moms came out rumor has it following uh one of the nights of the moms being on the road with the team uh cory perry and Connor bedard's mom got it on Woo -wee! um allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> uh so that's allegedly the rumor and what started all of this of that's why Corey perry is no longer with the team he banged connor bedard's mom uh took the we signed Corey perry to be a father figure to connor bedard literally um uh so yeah so online not the stepdad but the dad that stepped up <laughs> so online has been quite amusing with this theory uh so to say where i've seen people sharing the uh the the uh heath ledger's joker with the poor choice of words where it's like when chicago asked you to be the father figure to, to connor bedard <laughs> like, so yes people have been very amusing but again this is all unfounded claims i don't know what's i i really do think it was one of those like it's always sunny meme things where it was Somebody just was like, oh, the moms were there. And then all of a sudden, after that first game of the moms there, Corey Perry is booted from being with the team. Like, oh, it's got to be this. It's got to be that. Because everybody and their children drooled over Connor Bedard's mom, weirdly. I, I find that crap so weird. Um, yeah, like... like just taking someone because of their relation to a player and objectifying yeah, them is it, really it's, gross. It's, it's gross to do that to uh, the kid's mom. Like, the kid sees it. Like, come on. I, and, 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 and for his sake, God, I hope this is 0% true <laughs> because for that to happen your rookie season is something you will never live down. Uh, but, but it's kind it's of worth funny. Mentioning. Well. I'm sorry. It is kind of funny. <laughs> it, 
I, I mean, I don't think we'd keep talking about it this way if it yeah. wasn't. Dude, my wife but went also, I, you, her, I was like, yo, one of the guys on Chicago might have banged the rookie's mom. And she was like, what? Chuckled. And she's like, that's not funny. It kind of is. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but you have to remember as well uh, that during the Blackhawks dynasty of 10 years mm-hmm. ago, uh, there was a rumor similar uh, to this going around regarding Patrick Sharp and Duncan Keith's wife. And they didn't trade him or terminate his contract from the team. So uh, and this wasn't even something I genuinely remembered until I started reading about this. <laughs> so I so, brought to your attention yeah. the, yo, <laughs> you see the rumor? Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I doubt it's this, but this is... This is kind of on the Blackhawks for yeah. this rumor coming to light because if they just came out and said why he was taking time away from the team, why his contract's being yes. terminated, then there would be no room for speculation like this. And as soon as you shoot shoot one rumor down, another one's going to pop right back mm-hmm. up. Uh, so, but at the same time, their hands might be tied on it. But at least the general manager took time today to sit down, have an actual press conference. It didn't look like he could say much, but he said what he could. Like he may be doing his best in a bad situation. Yeah, yeah. To 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 pull back the joking on this, uh, and to get to the seriousness of it. Yeah, it, the words spoken by Kyle Davidson indicate that something more happened, something much more happened, and for Chicago to take action. We've seen it before in the past with not not even with moms. I'm trying to remember the uh, Mark Stone situation, right? Was it Stone? Uh, my Hoffman, thank you. Uh, the Hoffman situation, yes. where you know you had a player's wife and player's fiance or girlfriend at the time. I can't. Re- I can't. Re- it's all getting a little blurred on it. But the the concept was they traded away a guy when his partner made some crap for somebody else's partner on the team. And they valued that player, obviously, a lot more. They felt he was a part, so they booted Hoffman uh, and shipped him off to ca- uh, Canada, I believe it was, or something like that. They shipped him off I want to say... He- I want to say he went to the Sharks, and then the Sharks flipped him that, to Florida. There you go. That makes more sense. So if it's things like that, if he had just simply... If it was simply, uh, I hooked up with the kid's mom... They would have just found a way to ship him out. It wouldn't, it would not have led to you broke rules and this is unacceptable. And we have grounds where we can actually terminate your contract now because that's the other thing you got to remember too with this. It's pretty hard to find grounds to terminate a contract in the NHL when you have the NHL Players Association ready to pounce at every second. Think about how hard it was to get a Vander Kane's contract and we knew what the guy had done. It was all out there. And, yeah, and, and and there was still a big grievance yeah. process with that that got settled somehow, and I'm not 100% certain how yeah. it got settled. But, yeah, that's a that's a good point for actual bad behavior. Uh, it was difficult to get that taken care of. So, again, for this to happen to Corey Perry, for this to happen with the Blackhawks, like – Whatever happened has got to be freaking Yeah, bad. yeah. And, and, um, and, 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 and I, and, I kind of want to take a shot at Corey Perry here really quickly. Sorry. Uh, couldn't have happened to a better guy. I'm not a big Corey Perry Oh, guy. of course not. I think, he's of course a big, not. I think he's a prick. So I kind of, you know, I say that, though, without knowing what fully happened. And I hope it's not 
I hope that word doesn't come back to, that 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 comes back to bite me in the ass, which it could. God, I hope he's, this isn't an addiction. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Well, oh, God, don't okay. do that. Don't okay. put that on me. <laughs> My dad okay. junk. Things to, <laughs> things we might have to revisit next episode. John thinks domestic <laughs> violence is funny, and Nick makes fun of addiction. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I. I try to give credit to the Blackhawks with this. And you know me, I don't like to be associated with anything with the Blackhawks, especially not on the Detroit Red Wings. Nope, nope, no, you do not. And uh, that's a good segue into uh, your newest member. As uh, we finally know the Patrick Kane uh, situation, the sweepstakes is over. I saw Emily Kaplan break the story, but I guess everybody kind of was breaking it at the same time. But Emily Kaplan was the one I saw the tweet of this morning. Uh, Patrick Kane resuming his career with the Detroit Red Wings. We know it's a one-year contract, $2.5 million. Uh, plenty of teams were in on him. I saw the Athletics at the Rangers, but Larry Brooks dismissed the Rangers weeks ago, and I knew the Rangers. I didn't want the Rangers to be in on him. Uh, I felt the teams that were in on him, the Wings, the Sabres, and the Leafs, uh, I did see the Panthers' name was thrown in there as well, which makes sense. Yeah, Panthers were thrown out there. The Avalanche was thrown oh, I out that. there. I thought the Avalanche would have been a really good landing spot. Um, but Detroit. But yeah, it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, going right along with this, Jonathan Berggren's getting called up from the AHL, who's been doing really well there as a, as kind of a depth winger option for the Red Wings. Uh, but yeah, it, the, I was, I didn't want this to happen. I was fully prepared to be upset at this happening. But then you see it's one year, 2.75 million, and he is wholeheartedly not expecting to play in the top six. It's kind of like, all right, man, like that. Yeah, that but, do you think he, but, <laughs> but do you really think he's not going to be playing in the top six? Because I feel like with, and you could correct Stop me it. if I'm wrong, uh, but I feel like the Red Wings need top six help. Even though Debrinket is crushing it and the team is scoring goals and, and doing a great job at that, it seems like if you must have stopped betting on <laughs> But it's, yeah, I know, right? Oh, the minute I stopped betting on Debrinket, he went off on a, on a spree again. Uh, but I felt like that was a signing of we're hoping to get the old Patrick Kane top six minutes and put him back out there with Debrinket, reunite him with Debrinket, who he played with. So I th- I thought this was a top six thing. I thought this was their, we don't need to make a trade to try and add a top six forward, which would help us and help the depth and help the goal scoring at a better pace. Even even though, again, Detroit, what? I think you guys are fifth at goal scoring or something like that this year. It's- yeah, they're, they are maintaining a surprisingly yeah. good pace this year. Uh, where everyone, including me, said the Senators and the Sabres would be way outpaced <laughs> for them. Uh, I am curious to see how upset Sabres fans mm-hmm. are that he picked Detroit over them. Uh, but He doesn't have good memories in Buffalo. Yeah. If, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, if, That's your if, issue now, buddy. I think... <laughs> I, 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 I think if he, if anyone like had a good look at the standings, they would pretty easily understand why he would make that yeah. choice. Uh, but it seems very low risk for Detroit. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of players that have had this type of surgery before. I want to say Ryan Kessler had it and it ended his career. 
uh nicholas backstrom definitely had it and then uh old name uh that may resonate with you ed jovanovsky the defenseman had it but i'm sure they've made yeah i'm sure they've made a progress or two in medicine uh since he had it so that's not to say he can't be the first to come back and be halfway decent uh from it but you know if he's not you can just throw him on ltir for the year and that like i said the red wings had very little to lose from yeah it, it is definitely low risk high reward for detroit but you you said a lot of what i was going to bring up with he's a 35 year old winger that just got a surgery that a, a hip resurfacing surgery that nobody has been able to come back from uh the best comparison we can make right now is backstrom who just returned from that last year was like, hey, you know what? I'm coming back in 2022, 2023, or 2023, 2024, and I'm going to be completely healthy and has had to step away, and his career is probably done. That's probably it for him in Washington. You're right. Somebody eventually is going to have to be the one to show, oh, you can come back from this and still be a halfway decent player. I just don't know if it's going to be 35-year-old Patrick Kane. If this was somebody in their yeah. 20s, I might be a little more like, okay, there's a possibility. Oh, yeah. If he was in his 20s, I'd be over the moon. Yeah, sign. but 35? But, but, but hmm. yeah, I, I think you just have to go into it with very tempered expectations. He's not going to be on a line with Larkin and Dubrinkit. Uh, although Larkin did grow up idolizing Patrick Kane, so I'm sure he is over the moon to have the chance to play with him. Uh, but it, you know, if you throw him on that second power play unit, I think he could probably do some damage there. Uh, and then you don't have to worry about, you know, defensive accountability as much or anything like that. But I just don't think anyone should be surprised if his line mates, you know, are Andrew Kopp or JT Comfer, someone like that rather than get ready for that defense. Let me tell you, it's something to watch that Patrick Kane defense. Uh, (laughs) I do wanted to ask, or I do, I do wanted to ask, I did want to ask you, obviously Kane, you threw it out, he didn't pick the Sabres, he, was, he wanted to pick a team that gave him the best chance to chase another cup. Is it really the Red Wings? It may have been the Red Wings as far as teams that were willing to pay him more than league minimum and a chance to go after the cup. Um but yeah, I I would not be at all surprised if he played out this year with the Red Wings and uh, from there very much just kind of departed uh, from them. Pr- you know, prove to the rest of the league that he can still play at a high level, that he can still contribute something and then go somewhere that's going to give him the best shot at winning a cup. Yeah, then, then he goes uh, to the Maple yeah, Leafs yeah. to collect his fourth uh, original six sweater because he's he's Thanos, man. He's got to collect all those original six sweaters. No, it let's we'll anticipate Kane being traded to the Bruins at the deadline. <laughs> oh my God, I would feel so bad for you if after the Patrick Kane signing that caused the downfall for Detroit. I would be so <laughs> pissed for you because I I love the fact that right now our 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 what tomorrow night you and I enemy. We're yeah. enemies. We're we're not we're not we're not podcasts. Patrick Kane faces his former team. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not and they better have a tribute. Video I, I cannot wait for Jacob Truba to lay out a shoulder hit to to him, and it 
bust that hip, resurface. Right? I wouldn't be. <laughs> Man, this is a this is a salty episode. This is a really. It is. is a, let's it see, is. We, we've cracked some jokes, and now I'm sitting here like, I hope Chuba Train runs him down. <laughs> Welcome back to New York, oh, Showtime. Man. You, you are as salty as an NHL all-star being picked last in the draft. Oh, well, that's not going to happen anymore, buddy. There is no person being picked last. So, yeah, that's a great segue into the all-star game. Uh, last thing that I've got right. on, on my rundown this week, but the all-star game announcement happened on Monday. Expanded to a three-day event. And I'm actually pretty into a lot of this. So... What they announced is the festivities are going to begin February 1st, 2024 at Scotiabank Arena for the Maple Leafs. Uh, the first day is going to feature the return of the All-Star Player Draft. Four captains choosing their teams with the help of a celebrity co-captain. Uh, the NHL... I am cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I can't wait to discuss that in a second. Uh, the NHL Alumni Man of the Year, which is going to honor the 67 Maple Leafs team. And... The PWHL three-on-three showcase will also take place on February 1st. Uh, the All-Star competition is going to take place on February 2nd. And then the weekend closes with the All-Star game on February 3rd. Love, love the Women's Hockey League involvement. Yes. Love this. I cannot scream from the mountains enough how much I love it. I want to Ron Burgundy this right now. That's how much I love that. Women's hockey will be readily available and easy to watch, and I am here for it. And we have said for years the NHL needed to get behind them and support them, and it was one thing to have uh, Kendall Coyne Schofield skate faster than everybody else and not get money for it. Oh, of course. Uh, but this was th- this is this is a big deal, uh, especially given where where they're coming at with it. Uh, you know, now that there's one league, uh, they said that they would put something behind it and they are giving them a chance to show off. And I think that's going to be awesome to have. Um, I also think it's going to be awesome, uh, to have the draft back again, especially if we, uh, if the players are a little bit, uh, socially lubricated, so to speak, (laughs) uh, like they were the last few, uh, that, there's the there's the worry about what it's like when you put some of these personality list players in a situation like that to exhibit personality, uh, but it's a different generation of players. Yeah. So hopefully, when given the opportunity like this, they will not disappoint. Yeah, the player draft thing. I I never liked. I never liked. I, I loved the player draft when they did it. I actually very much remember. Uh, uh, so what was cool about the player draft and, and what made me really fall in love with it. And, and again, I'll probably be reamed as a Homer for this one, but one of the years where Dan Girardi uh, with the Rangers actually went to the all-star game, Girardi was not drafted. So he never got that moment of hearing a name call at a draft and getting to put on a Jersey. And he talked about how cool it was to get to do that. Cause he was just signed. That's he was just a guy that signed. He, I didn't even think so, about that. That's a really good. Th- point. So there are some players that end up going that never had a draft day, never got to go on a stage and do that. Welcome to the team. And yes, it's an all-star game. It doesn't really matter. It's just, just a little stupid extra money for people to win. Uh, it doesn't really matter to these players. It's why we all voted for John Scott to make the all-star team. 
because we were like, F you, this is funny. Uh, like we're going to, we're going to have fun with this. Uh, screw you, Gary Bettman. Uh, so I love that the draft is back and I love, like, I did love the old school ones. I loved when Ovechkin was like, no, 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 no. I want to win a car. Don't stop. Don't do Like I want to win a car. I'm lobby. Like watching Ovi be a politician and learn from his days in Washington to be like, don't draft me. (laughs) That was funny. And and again, and again, a little juice. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I loved uh, the, the awkward Phil Kessel year. <laughs> you, people, people brought that the up, Phil Kessel year is and so that and and Brian Burke thought Phil Kessel was so disrespected for there. He wasn't picked last because they thought he was a bad player. Phil Kessel got picked last because all the other players thought he was a dick. <laughs> like he didn't share his hot dogs it, in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah, it, it's simple as that. Uh, but now they're just, you know, the last four are just going to be, you know, assigned rather than letting there be someone picked last. So we don't hurt anybody's feelings this generation. Uh, but then the, what the, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic for the celebrity, uh, co-captain. And this is something I really wanted to talk with you about because, Obviously, you can aim really low with something like this. You can get someone that knows only one team. You can get somebody that uh, is very tangentially connected to it. Or, like the rumor is, one of the uh, captains is going to be Austin Matthews with his celebrity co-star, Justin Bieber. If you nailed that, as far as celebrities go, that's... I mean, I will, as much as I say, uh, Justin Bieber has a big following. It's enough to draw in eyes that would never pay attention to hockey, would pay attention to what was happening with that. But I am curious with the celebrity thing, because one thing the NHL has shown over the years is the lack of star power that they can pull for things. So I was kind of expecting like carrot top to show up, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, th- yeah, something that, like that's that. the, that's the concern. Yeah, that's my, concern. that's the concern that you get some C tier comedian that barely anyone's ever heard of or so, or what would be even worse is someone that's like Toronto famous, but not like United States famous. Uh, I don't know. Now, now that you say that, since it's in Toronto, actually, I have a good feel. I, I, you know, you say, you say Bieber. I could see Mike Myers being there. I could see Mike Myers see being Mike there Myers for being sure. There. I, I I actually had I, written down uh, Stranger Things uh, because because you talked to him. Yes, I did talk to Noah. Uh, I asked him a question about being at uh, Rangers games and doing stuff with the Rangers. Noah Schnapp, uh, and then I blame myself for asking that question and why they blew the uh, series to the Lightning that year. Um, you know, Positive yeah, effective. exactly. It's it's the um, stupid. I I I ruin the uh, I ruin the magic because I asked that question. Uh, but no, I was thinking like Gatton actually from the show because he's always at. He's a bit. Okay. He, he he goes to a lot of Rangers games. Uh, I could see like David Harbor as well from Stranger Things. Those guys are all like really frequent hockey games. I. Now, see, I had a different New York Ranger fan in mind. Margot Robbie? And it's hard, to, it's hard <laughs> to say if she would have the availability to do it, but I think you, Margot Robbie would be happy to connect 
collect a personal appearance fee and chug a beer at the drive. I would welcome Harley Quinn being there. I love that Margot Robbie is uh, is on your mind. She's always on mine. Uh, but, uh, I mean, there are plenty of, like, I actually was weirdly, like, in my head, I was like, oh, maybe Will Ferrell shows up for that because he's a big... Will Ferrell was, was top of yeah. line, too. But, like, for... If you're going to do the all-star game, though, you have to know, like, the rest of the league. You can't just know exactly. one team. Like, does, Je- does Jenna Fisher know, like, or and John Hamm, do, do they know the rest of the league, or do they just know the Blues? I have no that's, idea. Yeah, and that's... Does Vince, Va- does Vince Vaughn know all the teams, or does he just know the Blackhawks? Yeah. I could not yeah. tell you. That was my thing with the, uh, when I, even when I wrote down like Noah and Gatton and, and David on here, and I was like, Stranger Things, them, I was like, they only go to Ranger games. That Like, okay, I know, I like, ha- having asked Noah that question at Awesome Con when I saw him, he is a hockey fan, because he said that, like, he grew yeah. up watching hockey, like, his dad grew up watching Hockey Night in Canada, so it was something that, like, he was exposed to he just picked his own team and it was the rangers that he picked uh so it's like okay he probably knows hockey but how much does gatton know how much did and you're right how much does john ham or jenna fisher know like but all these teams do have celebrity fans like we know that there's some plenty of celebrities that love hockey um ariana grande wrote on a zamboni at a florida panthers (laughs) if you didn't know that i say (laughs) it's i say it's Time for us to recreate. Oh my god! I <laughs> celebrity co-captain we don't need. Celebrity co-captain that we don't need. Speaking of the Florida Panthers, Kodak. Oh Black. no, can't no, can't have no, it. No, Not again. No. Never again. But... <laughs> if you don't know that's what I'm talking about, Google it. Thank too. you later. Uh, <laughs> that's a great one as well. But yeah, there's there's like. My fear is that they're going to get bare naked ladies. Yeah, or like Liam Neeson. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind the Liam Neeson thing as well. Actually, I forgot he's a big Rangers fan. But, uh, but... I think a number of black players in the league. <laughs> like, hey, but... hey, did you I, did, did you not go watch the Atlanta scene? I told you to go watch with him. No. Uh, he got he he Donald Glover reached out to him as a way to kind of help bridge. To, to help to, okay. he he makes an appearance on atlanta and it it's he literally jokes that and he didn't want to do oh, it because wow. of how much crap he got into and he was like I, I i i can't and donald glover actually called him and was like no this this you should do this because this will help help you repair your 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 image and show people that you are sorry but he does to spoil the scene a little bit he ends up meeting Donald Glover's character like in a bar and they're talking to him and he brings it up and he's like yeah everything was great until you people like one of those where like they play into it hardcore nice uh and yeah that apparently caused a lot of like where people were like okay you screwed up but and I was like it's weird that that (laughs) yeah but okay I guess if anybody's gonna Um, do it it's gonna be the guy from community You know, you know, another person I really hope they don't get to do this is Chance the Rapper. Oh, yeah. But, and you know what? It probably would be. And it's like, but the joke with Chance the Rapper was that he doesn't know hockey. Like, yeah. And so, like, it, and of course, the NHL is just excited to be referenced in anything <laughs> and be remotely relevant. And it's like, yeah, we like that as like an inside thing, but like kind of for the wrong reasons. Yeah. It was funny. It was super funny 
because of the fact that like us hockey it was funny to hockey fans because we know people don't really know it it was funny to non-hockey fans because it was acknowledging what they don't know so it pulled everybody in yeah but it's not the thing you should be hanging your hat on if you get it yeah they don't it, realize it just, it it just doesn't on that <laughs> yeah um another person i don't want to see is drake having speaking of stranger things don't need to see drake uh and i don't think uh given his association with nba teams that lose i don't think any of the teams want to see yeah yeah but (laughs) but again drake like bieber pulls in an audience that would never have paid attention to the nhl and just because that audience is a young audience that isn't into hockey. It's just not. It is the same with Bieber. Like, because yeah. I'm I'm looking at it through the eyes of like when I worked in Top Forty Radio, I was able mm-hmm. to talk about like you could not talk about hockey because it's not universally loved. Like, you talk football yeah. on a Top Forty station that's playing pop music because everybody knows football. You could kind of mention baseball because people know it. You kind of mention basketball, but the minute I mentioned hockey, it would turn into a nope. You you. Yeah, you are. You have really lost ninety percent of the audience here. Nobody knows what you're talking about. So, but the only times I was able to—that's why I hate you for the Ariana Grande one—is bringing up like, did you know she wrote on a Zamboni when she was like seven in a Florida Panthers game? And it was like Florida has a hockey team. Yeah, (laughs) South Beach has a hockey team. Uh, So you know, like. And whenever Bieber wore a hockey jersey or, or, you know, it was like, did you see Bieber in a hockey jersey? Dude, I got it. I got the celebrity you need for this. Rob Gronkowski. Oh, no. I figured it out. Now that you said it, I got an even better one. You ready for this? Is is he going to teach the players how to have a personality and market themselves? Um, Probably. These two would. Uh, You get... Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think the NHL could afford the appearance fee for that. They'll do it out of the kindness of their heart. Oh, yeah, for the yeah. love of the game. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, number one song on iTunes with his brother for their Christmas song. Um, it happened after they out, after. So the Eagles recorded a, a Christmas album. And Travis appeared with uh, Jason on one of the songs. And that song, once it dropped, went to number one on iTunes. Yep. That's the state of uh, the world. <laughs> Good for him, yeah, I guess. I guess, I mean, you know, date Taylor Swift, you really let it go to your head. I can sing now. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> no. Um, I'm trying to think of other hockey fans because if Eddie, what sucks if Eddie is, Murphy couldn't do it, hey, do it. Eddie Murphy's song when it was a was a Billboard hit, baby. Party it all was. the time, party all the time. Woo. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of other because, like, again, like, unfortunately, when I think hockey fans, I, I would love Michael J. Fox, but uh, I don't think you know that's yeah I don't th- I that's one one yeah, cost and two would, would he does he want to go do that because he's very of course he's very picky on what he goes and does these days yeah and uh, and just like we shouldn't be reaching back to the 90s for fans of and that's unfortunately where I feel this could go like I, I'll tell you one person that absolutely would have been there 
for this if they didn't pass away this year is Matthew Perry. Absolutely. They would have 100% grabbed Matthew Perry. I would have put, I, I like, to me, I would have set those odds of him being there at such a, like, you're going to lose money if you bet on this one because he's definitely going to be there. Yeah. Like, oh, I wonder if they put out betting odds for it. They should. That would be fun. Uh, degenerates like myself would totally, <laughs> totally bet on that. Hell, I should just start a start a pool. Who do you think's gonna be the four celebrities? <laughs> the four celebrity co-captains. Because I imagine it would be four, since there's four captains and then four co-captains. Yeah, yeah, four yeah. divisions, four yeah. teams. And that easy well, and that's the it. other thing too. Do you grab? So is this? Is this? Are we gonna grab a celebrity that? knows the league and we stick them just with a team or is it going to be all right say the captain is somebody from vegas so grab a vegas celebrity here comes pen gillette <laughs> you know like john Taffer. Yeah. oh oh my god dude <laughs> stop giving me the defense is poor stop giving me things that i'm not you getting. need to shut this team down <laughs> Don't give me things I'm not going to get. Now I want that. <laughs> uh, jo- John Taffer had Ryan Reeves and I want to say William Carlson. It may have been another player, but they showed up on an episode <laughs> of Bar Rescue. John Taffer is all in on the Golden Knights. I think that could I happen. mean, that would be cool. I would welcome that. I was thinking somebody that like has a residency in Vegas. Like, here's Adele. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why, why? What? But again, that would join an audience that doesn't typically watch hockey. Yeah. Because Adele's crowd yeah. is definitely not. A, oh, no, I don't know. She does have the mouth of a hockey player, so maybe. <laughs> As long as we're not, but like we said, we don't want like David Putty. For yeah, us oh, dude, Dave Cole. Now that you said David Putty, Dave Coley is definitely going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Again, we're reaching back into the eighties and nineties. Like that's that's typical hockey. Yeah, or watched him be like, oh, here's the celebrity, Wayne Gretzky. What? Well, remember oh, he was God. in Mighty Ducks too. Ah, Emilio. <laughs> we're getting Emilio. <laughs> We're getting Josh. We're getting Joshua Jackson. Right? Wait, what? Yeah, what if they did it that way to where it was all celebrities related to hockey properties? (laughs) Here comes Danny Tamarelli. Do we get some of the crew from Letterkenny to show up, perhaps? Which, Letterkenny, final season, drops December 26th on Hulu. Yeah, there's only been 26 seasons. (laughs) I know. I'm, I'm still... I'm still, uh, I'll put it this way. As much as I love that show, I still haven't seen what happens after uh, they went to America and Dude Man cheated on his sister and the the fight, the skids and all of them coming together to fight yeah. the uh, Americans. I, I, I started I, that I, first episode, got like halfway through it and was like, I'll come back to this. And then I was like, oh crap, two more seasons have dropped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they cranked them yeah, out, man. And he's got Shorzy going, too. Yeah, so that's yeah, and Shorzy I haven't watched because I'm like, oh, I haven't even finished Letterkenny yet. So I got to catch up on all of on those like three seasons of Letterkenny and two of Shorzy. Yeah. All right. I'm still trying to get through Detroit. <laughs> all right, so that's our list of celebrities, we hope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on about the celebrities. I'm just starting to run out of like steam of 
who exactly is. I, I, I think I think we are running out of hard drive space for recording. That as well. Is, well. This is a pretty <laughs> long episode, so props to us. Uh, is there anything else you yeah. wanted to jump on this week? I mean, I know we kind of got to everything we had talked about, but I don't know if there was anything else you jotted. Yeah, I'm. I'm. That's that's all. I yeah, know. I can't think of anything else worth talking about. All right. Well, then on that note, John, uh, hit him with the plug. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JT Evans, the number And zero. I am on X, wonderful underscore radio. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Talk to you Bye. soon.